0: for the car and there it goes oh that's a shame that mug was a fam favorite don't sweat the small stuff just nail the big stuff like making
1: sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size learn more at nhtsa.gov slash the
0: right seat visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat brought to you by NHTSA and the ad council
2: Dan Hicks with Paul Azinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight 2-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of 3. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh wow, it looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know, it looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount too. Incredible. That was a masterful
3: performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit
0: TakeAHealthyStand.org. 103.3 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277DQ Lafayette. 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Don't let someone get your goat. (laughs) There's plenty to go around for everyone. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
4: The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
5: Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back.
6: I'm
4: back,
7: baby!
0: I'm back!
7: One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking
5: you up, he's taking you home from work.
3: Hey, Dad, you wanna have
5: a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana.
8: I feel the
4: need, the need for Ow!
5: It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3, The Goat.
8: David Grubb will have my guy Chris Osvald going at 5.15. But until then, we're going to be doing best of interviews from the week of SEC Media Days with Dave Schultz. Earlier, we we just played the Jaden Daniels interview. Now let's hear from Makai Wingo right here on 103.3. Let's
5: go. Media Days on a Monday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Thrilled and honored to have our next guest. He is defensive lineman for the LSU Tigers. He's Mekhi Owingo. Mekhi, what, uh, what's it mean becoming to uh, SEC Media Day?
9: It's a great feeling to be at SEC Media Day. I'm thankful that the coaches and the players felt that I was, you know, well off enough to represent the team and represent the program at SEC Media Day.
5: What went into the decision to uh, transfer from Missouri to LSU?
9: i felt it was just a time for a. Ch- it was time for change for me and my athletic and personal you know career and I'm, I'm just glad that i ended up at lsu and i'm here to represent
5: so what was it like last year going from lsu i mean that was a crazy season that was a roller coaster ride for most of the season up down up down ended up on a high
9: you know the standard has always been the same in the building last year as well as this year that we want to win a national championship ultimately we didn't achieve that goal last year and it's not a failed season if we don't do it this year but we just want to get to a point where everyone in the locker room knows that's the standard and we want to uphold that
5: all right, so college football is very different with the transfer portal because usually you come in with a group of guys and you grow with them and you grow with the upperclassmen and you're teaching the young guys behind you. What's it like when you're the new guy and you're coming in with the quarterback? And what's it like when you're trying to you know, be that new kid in school who is trying to you know, make new friends?
9: ultimately when i came in i didn't want to be this this loud leader guy or or be a guy that comes and steps on people's toes i wanted to gain the trust of the team first and foremost and, and let them know that i'm a reliable guy and the guy they could trust and the team was very welcoming and you know the rest is history
5: <laughs> so how do you go about doing that how do you how do you try to beat the, the quiet guy and the guy by example without actually trying to say anything
9: you just come in and work hard. You put your head down and work hard and become a, a guy that people respect. You know, everyone respects a hard worker, and eventually you'll, you'll emerge as a leader if you come in and do that.
5: So then what, let's talk, and we're talking with Makai Wingo. What happened last year when you guys started off on a, on a tough note and then you got tougher against Tennessee, and then all of a sudden you started picking it up? What clicked? <laughs>
9: I give praise to our leaders of the team in that aspect. Guys like Mike Jones, B.J. O'Jolari, Ali Gay. They never let us get get down on ourselves or, or let us think that one, one game defined our season or defined us as a football team. And I really appreciate those guys, and that's something that I take from them and I try to implement in my leading styles.
5: You're taking advantage of the college experience. You studied abroad with some of your teammates in Senegal. What I mean, what was that like? That is gotta be completely 180 to what we have over here what was that like
9: definitely it was a very humbling experience being able to go over to Senegal, but it was some valuable lessons that i took from it things that we take for granted here they don't even have over there yet most of the people there are are still happier than we are here in america definitely the, you know family is the big thing for them so that's something that i i, I took away from my experience that there, there is no reason to complain about the things that we don't have here when that's not even the norm for other people.
5: I mean, running water and electricity, indoor plumbing to begin with, and I'll guarantee on social media today, NFL players are complaining about their manding rating.
9: Right. That, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the simple things that we take for granted aren't the norms over there. And truly, we should just learn to be happy like the people of synagogue with what, with what we have and, and be appreciative.
5: Yeah. What did, uh, what did you learned from Brian Kelly? Because, again, that's not a guy who you had a relationship with before you showed up, and he showed up last year.
9: What I've learned from Coach Kelly is to focus on what's important in the moment, not to look at the broad picture or, or skip the steps of our process. You know, we have a process put in place, and the standard is to win a national championship, but you can't just put all your focus on that national championship and forget week one.
5: Alright, so then what are the expectations? You guys kinda, you know, surpassed what was gonna happen new coach, new quarterback new everything, and then you guys end up beating Alabama and all of a sudden, oh my god, we're in the SEC championship game.
9: You know the, the standard is always the same and that's to win a national championship and it, we're gonna be led by a great a great quarterback and Jayden Daniels and I said this a lot. I feel we'll go as far as he takes us, and I truly believe he can take us very far.
5: Why can't we go as far? Why can't LSU go as far as you take us? Why you got to put all the pressure on Jaden Daniels?
9: What's up with that? Because Jaden <laughs> has emerged as the leader of the team, and we're going to go as he goes. He's our quarterback, and we're going to follow suit.
5: So a lot of times they say you learn more from losses than wins. What could you learn from Georgia? How do you emulate, all right, this is what they've set the standard now, winning back-to-back national championships. You guys competed in, in the SEC championship game against them, but a little bit one-sided at the end. How do, you, how do you take what you guys have done? You play Georgia. You see what the standard is. How do you raise your level?
9: I would definitely rather learn my lessons and my wins than my losses. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you just have to – Take from that loss that you can't lose focus towards the end of the season. You know, that's when the things get tough. You really have to rally together as a team and just try to put the best product on field as possible.
5: Makai Wingo, LSU defensive lineman at uh, SEC Media Days on 103.3. They go. Thank you so much.
9: Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. All
8: right, we got Makai Wingo. Let's hear from Brian Kelly right now on 103.3. they go.
5: Dave Schultz back at SEC Media Days with the head coach of the LSU Fighting Tigers. He is Brian Kelly. Coach, I thought last year was one of the better in-season coaching jobs I'd seen in and around. You guys struggled for 50 minutes against Florida State, had a chance to win it, embarrassed at home by Tennessee, and then you're putting up anything, kind of points that you wanted uh, in the bowl game.
7: When did you start to see a kind of turnaround? I think it was probably after the Tennessee game where our guys came back to practice Um, and and really understood that their preparation was not where it needed to be Um, and they doubled down on on a commitment to preparing in a better fashion and we then start to see that in the way they performed and so I, I was proud of the way that they took it on themselves that you know They weren't going to use this loss as a, let's blame the coaches, we're going in the wrong direction. It was like, let's listen to what they're saying, let's be better at our preparation. They did that, and they saw the fruits of their labor.
5: And then we saw the adjustments out of you, kicking the extra point against Florida State, going for two against Alabama. What, what were you thinking when, when you decided, we're either going to win it here or we're going to lose it here, we're not doing the overtime bit.
7: Well, we had made that decision earlier in the week. When we have our meetings on Thursday, we decide whether we're going to tie the game up or we're going to win it. Maybe the Florida State game had a little something to do with it, but I think it had more to do with the fact that in this game in particular, we felt like if we had Nick Saban um, in one play, um, that we were pretty confident that we could execute uh, with Jaden Daniels on the run. Uh, He's hard to defend. Uh, he had the option to throw it or run it. Um, we liked our chances to win the game right there. So that uh, was a calculated decision we made earlier in the week. We're talking with the head coach of LSU
5: Tigers, Brian Kelly. All right, you mentioned Jane Daniels. How big a decision was it for him to come back? Did, was there What kind of discussions did you have with him saying maybe it would be better for you, certainly better for us, but it would be better for him to return one more season?
7: Oh, th- those were constant conversations with his family and those that that, that are around him. But I think it really came down to was their growth potential at LSU. And, and he saw that the quarterback position, uh, the way we coach it, uh, the resources we have for him, that he could make some big jumps. And um, we're happy that he did. Uh, he knows that he can be a better quarterback, and it's going to enhance our ability to win uh, and his ability to win later when it comes to you know, a career in the NFL.
5: So it's a little bit different because that's not somebody you had recruited or was on your team for a couple years, so you guys were getting to know each other throughout the season. What impressed you with Jaden Daniels, and what what do you think that he needed to improve on heading into this season?
7: Well, I think first and foremost, you know, his ability um, to – you know, keep plays alive. That's so hard in college football today. You want a quarterback that can keep plays alive, and he doesn't turn it over. He's a guy that is not um, is, is prone to turning the football over. So, a guy that keeps plays alive um, and, and doesn't turn it over is going to keep you in most games offensively. And he certainly did that. Talking to Brian Kelly, head coach of the LSU Tigers on 103.3, the GOAT. What about a guy
5: like Josh Williams? I mean, he just decided he wanted to go to LSU whether he was going to play or not. He's gone from walk-on to, you know, the team's leading, returning rusher. I mean, is there something that you can learn from someone like that? Because someone who is as loyal, because we
7: don't see that in college football at all. Well, I think that it's one of the reasons why I love to do what I do. I run into Josh Williams over three decades of football, those kinds of kids that motivate you to do what you want to do. He's selfless. He's um, so driven um, to be the best. He's a great teammate, uh, and he's a good football player. I mean, he can do all the jobs for us. He can be on the de- on the field on first, second, and third down. Um, and, and all the things that he does off the field that nobody sees um, – Really was instrumental in helping our football team, you know, make such a transition in year one. What did you know about the LSU job before you
5: took it, and what have you
7: learned since? You know, that's no one's asked me that question. Um, I I think what I've learned about it um, is that it's much more than just um, football. It's 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 a family and a true family, and they welcome you um, with open arms. And our family has been um welcome to baton rouge uh we've been treated um so well um we love we love the environment it creates a very um i would say a conducive environment for people that want to be here um and now with all the success uh we're gonna have to make sure we we do our end now that jay's won and kim's won and You know, gymnastics, track and field—you name it. So now we're going to have to continue to build on our end.
5: And then you set your own standard. There's no room for growth. You win the division when maybe a year you weren't supposed to, and now people are expecting you to return. How does that differ from you know in year in year one? How do you approach the team? How does the team approach it?
7: Yeah. So I think you know, first and foremost, it's like we we didn't get to where we wanted to be. Certainly, being runners up in the SEC is not. We made progress, but. The ultimate goal is to win a championship. So um, what what we have to do differently is we have to be more consistent uh, on a day-to-day basis. Our process has got to be uh, stuck to on a day-to-day basis. It's hard. Um, but you want to be elite. Elite's really hard. And and I know our guys want to.
5: So let's wrap it up here with Brian Kelly, LSU Tigers. You've been talking about that you're almost there in terms of depth. Where do you, Where does LSU have the most depth? And where would you like to fill in some holes?
7: Well, I would say that on the offensive side of the ball, we've we've built some really good depth from offensive line, wide receiver core, running back, um, the quarterback position. Now it's it's really depth on the back end of our defense. Safeties and corners um, are, are our biggest needs, uh, and, and that's what we addressed in the portal. But we've got to be able to do that in recruiting. I think we've made a major impact in 25. Uh, we'll continue to do that in 26. I want to thank Brian Kelly, LSU
5: Tigers head coach, for joining us on a Monday afternoon sports chat. Enjoy the rest of the summer, and we'll see you this season, Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud: late lunches to fine dining. Italian to soul food when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette, from Lafayette Travel, and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat, and 1033thegoat.com.
2: The following businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Athletics on 103.3 The Goat, 1420 AM, and News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Home Furniture, J&J Exterminating, Baloo's, Doug Ashy, and Burton O's Auto. Support these businesses that support and Cajun Broadcast and bring all the action into your homes, cars, smart speakers, or wherever you work all season long. If your business would like to join the winning team and support the broadcast of UL Athletics by becoming a UL Broadcast Booster, contact Pam Beckno by calling 337-233.
6: Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life.
1: Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do, so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now.
6: Are you ready to smell better naked? I'm Dr. Shannon Klingman, the OBGYN creator of Lumi, the whole body deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor for 72 hours on pits, feet, privates, and beyond. It's pH optimized to safely and effectively control odor anywhere you have it but wish you didn't. Plus, it's proven to work better than a shower with soap alone. Whether you shower twice a day or three times a week, Lumi works better. And did we mention it's aluminum-free? With over 200,000 five-star reviews, I'm so sure you're going to love it or you can return it for free. There's a special offer for listeners. Use code 500 and get an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. That comes with a solid stick, cream tube, free product of your choice, and ships free with code 500. L-U-M-E deodorant Code 500 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. Love it or return it for free. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com, code 500.
1: Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of nonstop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down in Accounts Receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan's putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable dominated. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers.
0: Stand up to cancer, and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Mess with a goat. You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because that's what goats do. 103.3,
5: the goat. Dave Schultz back at SEC Media Days on a Thursday afternoon sports chat. 103.3, the goat. uh, Brought to you by Dwight Andrus Insurance, Division of Hub International and Lafayette Roofing. We have the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey, before I get to really the meat of what I want to ask you, what was the job when you took it, and how has it transformed since you've been in it? Because a lot has happened in a very short period of time.
3: Uh, I've, I've not been asked that question this week, so I have to, <laughs> I have to process. You know, I, I walked in, and, and you never know... Um, what it's really like to be in in these roles until you're actually sitting in the chair. And I had been very close with Mike Slive. He obviously had done great work, provided great leadership. Um, You know, the second week uh, that I was commissioner, there was a tragic shooting in a church in Charleston, South Carolina. And all of a sudden, uh, an issue about which I would not given a lot of thought, I'd given some, was on my, my plate, which was, Um, Confederate battle flag displays in certain state settings. And so we spent um, several days, how do we respond, what do we do? And you just learned that being in the chair, you you never know from moment to moment. Um, What I I knew was out there but hadn't experienced was the amount of time on some of these governmental issues. And I would say of anything that has changed over the last eight plus years is the states deciding that they want to tell us what we may and may not do in the administration of college athletics um, and the amount of time and interest that we're spending in conversation with members of
5: congress you can't get democrats and republicans to agree on anything forget about georgia and florida
3: we're working on that um you know i suggested in my remarks that issues around supporting young people um supporting college athletics which then supports our olympic development program providing clarity around some of the changes, uh, that's a nonpartisan set of issues. And, and our desire would be to see a nonpartisan approach to these solutions. And today, uh, Senators Booker Blumenthal and Moran introduced a bill, and I think that's an indication that, that um, both sides of the aisle can come together to, to identify solutions and strategies.
5: Talking to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, what do you think is the more difficult issue for, for colleges and, and commissioners and, and athletes to deal with either the portal or NIL? All of the
3: above. And there, if one had happened um, and then another, you would have understood the impact of a particular set of policies or an approach. There would have been some adaptation and then the implementation of something else. The reality, when you think pre-COVID and post-COVID, a lot of things happened at once. Eligibility extensions, transfer freedom, um, the introduction of name, image, and likeness. Now we have states modifying their names and likeness laws to reduce any oversight or regulatory authority, um, all of those are, are challenging for the coaches. And, and I, I think you, you've heard this week that th- there's a, a combination effect. And so I don't think you can separate one out from the other right now as being more or less problematic.
5: And I don't mind saying I like the guys taking advantage of their situation. Eli McAllister transferred to Auburn. He's working on his Ph.D. He is absolutely taking advantage of being a student athlete. Oh, there are,
3: there are great stories all around. In fact, I think there, there are certainly problems. We're seeing, we're seeing um, a, a situation, for example, at Northwestern University. I don't know the facts. It's troubling. It draws a great deal of attention. But we have graduates with graduate patches on their uniforms. Um, here, we honor them in, in some of our photo, photo rooms. We have young men who can finish a degree in about three years when they're part of summer school, go on and pursue a master's degree. Um, it's, not, you know, it's not an isolated incident when somebody is a student athlete beginning some of their, their, their PhD work. That's a special person. But I've heard those stories several times. And, and what we're trying to do in college... And in college athletics is help young people move from adolescence to adulthood and prepare themselves for life. And I think one of the concerns we have to be attentive to is the amount of movement um, does not support healthy educational outcomes. So transferring is that reference to movement. Transferring repeatedly... Uh, reduces one's chance of graduation. You lose credits when you transfer from university to university, um, and the focus on just the economic pursuits can can really skew one uh, one's attitudes and perspective for what might be. You know, you could have a very lucrative college experience, uh, but then not have a professional athletics experience, and you're right back to the ground floor. and And we want a society where people are motivated to learn. Uh, to grow, to take opportunities where they can make a contribution to society that may be an entry-level role, and then grow and lead through that uh, opportunity into different pursuits.
5: Talking to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on a Thursday afternoon sports chat. Speaking of degrees, uh, myself, a SUNY Oswego grad. Greg, a SUNY Cortland uh, undergraduate degree and Syracuse University master's degree. I'm a Syracuse uh, native, so a couple of Yankees, so to speak, now living in the the South. Although someone's got a lake house on Otisco Lake and one's got a lake house on Skinny Atlas Lake. Um, Let's talk about the eight, nine game schedule. Obviously, the eight game schedule has been very good for the SEC. They've won a bunch of national championships over the last two decades. Why is it necessary to go to a nine game schedule or is it?
3: We're going to be confronted with really significant what I call games of passion, these special games that are historic and iconic between our teams, some that have been played every year for decades and decades and decades, others which will be restored when we expand. With an eight-game schedule on an annual basis, we can accommodate one of those types of games. But we have the majority of our schools that have two or three of those real, real heightened, passionate games that their fan base wants to see. And so to have a, a, a rotation of balance where we see teams with frequency, um, where we have an equity in our scheduling, if nine games provides three annual opponents, it allows us to essentially accommodate... All of those key, real high-level rivalries. Um, We saw after our Destin meeting, when we announced a kind of a collective sigh, like, oh, they're they're there. And then two weeks later, when we actually announced the schedule, people were like, wow. And I, I think you saw the level of rigor just the level of visibility, the special nature of all the programs involved. And uh, we'll reengage that conversation here shortly. I uh, need to bring it to conclusion, certainly for 25, but hopefully can make a longer-term decision uh, in the near future.
5: In Gainesville, there may have been a couple wow-wows based on what their schedule is going uh, to be like. We're talking with Greg Sankey, uh, SEC commissioner. When it comes to media rights, I always think someone's going to run out of money, and then here comes Amazon, here comes Apple, here comes Netflix. Uh, it just doesn't seem like there is an, en- there is an endless supply uh, to try and, and maximize the exposure for the SEC network or whomever it may be outside of the Pac-12 can't seem to get it together.
3: The realities are the, the media world's changing. Uh, we have an increase in broadcast TV households, a decrease in satellite and cable TV households, and the emergence of new technology to deliver content. Uh, the question is how do you monetize and derive revenue from that? And I we're secure in, in our contracts, but we're always attentive to how we might innovate and grow the opportunity to deliver. So you just take something simple like our football schedule announcement. We created a viewing opportunity. We created a program. I thought it was incredibly well done by the SEC network, brought in some of ESPN's college football talent, and, and and had a lot of eyeballs we need to keep thinking like that in this environment uh, anyone can put things on the internet anyone can be involved in, in distribution what we want to do is is create opportunities for a large number of people to be interested in view whether it's our games or our programming
5: all right, so let's talk 2024, SEC media days. Decided to go to Dallas, welcoming Texas in with open arms. Does that stretch out to five days, or do you keep it at four?
3: We'll keep it at four. We actually attempted to be um, in Dallas uh, three or four years ago. Logistically, things didn't work out in a way that we, we thought could, could we could make it work. Actually, our, our staff spent a lot of time. Uh, we'll be in downtown Dallas at the Omni Hotel much like this setting here with Radio Row right outside the big media room. I think it sets up from a flow and interest standpoint. We want to light up the Dallas skyline given our our westward movement over the last decade and really over the last three decades from Arkansas to Texas A&M to Oklahoma and Texas uh, uh, in addition to the remaining schools. It'll be a a special four days, but we're going to be as efficient as we can but allow plenty of time for conversation.
5: Now, going on at the same time in basically the same city is going to be the Major League All-Star game. How do we get you to throw out the first pitch?
3: Yeah, that probably is not going to happen. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to figure out how to get tickets would be the interesting (laughs) question.
5: All right, let's wrap it up here with Greg Zinke, uh SEC commissioner. I still get a kick out of these things. I, I still get a kick out of talking to the South Carolina quarterback or the LSU quarterback or the LSU uh, head coach. Some others are jaded. How do you still feel about coming to these SEC media days?
3: One of the privileges that I'm often asked, like, what's my favorite thing about the job? I, I, I truly am privileged to meet special people. Uh, conversations with young people who are on teams pursuing their college degree seeking to compete at the highest level as student athletes Um, they have great stories to tell and it really um, challenges a lot of these narratives that that maybe are decades and decades old what we have is a modern A person who's very sophisticated, very smart growing up in this college world. You know, you talk about a Ph.D. student. Um, Our coaches are very bright. They've got points they want to communicate. Um, And so just like you experience, I'm privileged to be able to interact. And I, I never... Uh, arrive here not appreciative of the conversations.
5: he's Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner on a Thursday afternoon sports show on 1033 The GOAT at the SEC Media Days. Thanks so much, Greg, and uh, enjoy the season. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Pardon
0: us. What well, we butt in with a little
5: common sense. Back.
0: 1033 The GOAT, the greatest sports talk of all time. Extending
2: the life of your garage door is a fairly easy process. Just check it quarterly for bad weather stripping, squeaky springs, if you have windows, look for broken glass, and does it open and close without noise. Also lubricate it with a good garage door lubricant, and have it serviced by a professional about once a year. Do all this, and it will treat you like a good pet. Now, it won't crawl in your lap, but it will purr a little bit.
1: For more great ideas, visit
2: AcadianaGarageDoors.com. Job one at Acadiana Garage Doors is service. Here's Ty Grinneau. If you're stuck, we're going to do everything we can to get you out ASAP. Same day, same hour, whatever. If it's something that can wait a day and we don't have same day for your particular area, we'll get out next day. We're going to get out there. We're going to take care of it for you. We'll evaluate the situation. Make sure we have the parts in place to be able to fix whatever needs fixing with the least amount of disturbance from your daily life. Visit Acadiana Garage Doors and AcadianaGarageDoors.com
1: Is your check engine light on? Let our professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts.
5: O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts
2: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer, access to meaningful employment, access to the veterans' benefits they've earned, accessible homes and vehicles, and access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans' organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Victor deployed for
1: the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost 6 million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarporg caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the
0: ad council. Thirsty for intelligence sports talk. Sounds like you need a little
5: go-ray. <sighs> 1033 the GOAT. Ah! The greatest sports talk of all time. see media days on a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3, the the man responsible, at least one of them for me being here, is the voice of the Jaguars. As it turns out, he's Frank Frangie on 1010XL in Jacksonville. One day, while producing his show, he decided to take off Black Friday, and he let me do it and came back on Monday and said, maybe you could do
4: this. Moving forward, uh, Frank. Always good to catch up. Thank you so much. Great to see you, Dave. And you do do it, and you do it very well. I was right. I got that one right. So, but it's uh, it's great to see. It's fun to be here at uh, Media Days. All right. What do you make of Media Day so far? Florida's coming through today. Sabin came through earlier as well. Well, for Florida, and that's the team. That's why we're here. Um, I, I don't remember them ever being this irrelevant. Florida is uh, probably going to get picked fifth in the East, which will be the lowest they've been picked, Dave, since they since they've had media days. Media days started in '85, so so we'll see. I think Billy Napier is good, though. I think he's going to be a good recruiter. I think he's gonna he's gonna get good players. Uh, it's going to take time. Fans have to be patient. We can't be in this uh, in this coach two years, don't win enough games, firearms, we'll we get the next guy mode because that'll never work. But I think he's going to be the right guy. Uh, Saban came through. It, Nick was interesting. He's not the guy with the target, is he? Uh, Kirby, Kirby Smart's got the target on his back. It's always Nick. But now look, Alabama was always in the mix. We know that. But I thought Nick looked loose, comfortable, happy. There was no, it almost like the weight of the world was off his shoulders. It was an v- interesting Nick. He's going to be 72 this year. He looks like he's about 50. And he's going to do it forever. So it was kind of fun watching him today.
5: All right, let's talk about Florida. Obviously, you know, a lot of Louisiana Rage Cajun fans, big fans of Billy Napier. What happened uh, last year? They got off to a good start with a win over Utah with a goal line stand. What happened after that?
4: I think probably I've watched that program my my whole career, Dave. I graduated from Florida in 1980, so I've watched this stuff for a long time. Uh, I think Florida had less talent on the speed spots, and I'm counting defensive line there, as they have had in my lifetime. They just weren't very good. In in college football, and you know this, you need quarterback and defensive line. If you have quarterback and defensive line, you can make the rest of it work. Quarterback was okay. Anthony Richardson, fourth overall pick in the draft. He was erratic. The defensive line, the linebackers didn't run. And if you don't run in this league, you have no chance. So they were awful defensively. Billy inherited a mess. He won't tell you that because he's a classy guy and he's a respectful guy and he's a good guy and he's a good coach. He inherited a disaster. The facilities were not good. There was not an infrastructure with regard to recruiting and player development. Uh, he, he has rebuilt all of that. He's rebuilt the personnel. He's rebuilt the facilities. Now he has to rebuild the roster. That's the final part. He's going to be okay. Fans just have to be patient. We can't be in this mode. I said it earlier. We can't be in this mode where the guy loses seven games. Now he loses six games. So let's fire him and bring in the next guy. It never works. It never works. And hopefully uh, people understand that. I'm talking to Frank Frangi from
5: 1010XL in uh, Jacksonville. All right, so when Billy came to Louisiana and to Lafayette, he's like, we're going to just, we got enough talent here. We can go 300 miles. We want families to be able to come to the game, and we're going to recruit there. He doesn't have to do that in Florida, but that makes it more difficult. How does he approach recruiting in Florida when, all right, in Louisiana, he's got to go up against LSU. He can ignore that because they're getting different players, obviously. But now you're competing with the Florida States, the Miamis, and the Georgias, and the Alabamas, and probably others as well.
4: Recruiting will always start with regionality. That's why Florida and Georgia and Alabama and LSU are always going to be better than Iowa and Iowa State and Michigan and Nebraska because they have more you're closer to the volume of players. So being able to recruit Florida players to Florida is a big deal. But but it's changed now, Dave. Recruiting is national. Uh, the, the most important recruit in Florida's next class, DJ Lagway, the five-star quarterback, is from Texas. Uh, you're going to see that now. The portal, Graham Mertz is coming in. He just played at Wisconsin. So more than ever, recruiting is national. Not as national as basketball. Basketball recruiting isn't local at all. It's totally national. Football is closer to that than it has ever been. So, But you're right. The point you're making is right. If, you, if you're the Florida coach and you got a leg up on the Florida players... You're going to be okay. The interesting thing is, when you're Florida, it used to be, can you beat FSU and Miami for the recruit? Well, now you got to beat Alabama and LSU and Ohio State for the recruit. So it's more national than it's ever been, but you're right. If you get a foothold in your state, you got a pretty good chance.
5: Let's talk about Graham Mertz. What are we expecting out of him? Billy had a really good college football quarterback in Levi Lewis. Really didn't turn the ball over, and I think they had a stretch of nine straight games without turning the ball over. And shocker of all
4: shocks, they won each one of those ball games. What are we expecting out of Mertz? I that. I don't think he's gonna play above the X's and O's. And we don't know because we haven't seen him, you know. Everyone wants to guess at what Graham Mertz is. We haven't, he played at Wisconsin. We've seen tape and we've seen highlights on YouTube, because you can YouTube anything nowadays. But nobody really knows. I think he's gonna be what you said. My guess is Billy's gonna to want a to, guy to take care of the ball. Montrell Johnson, who you know, people in Louisiana know, is a really good back. Trevor Etienne, the other backs are really good back. Uh, they got a kid named Cam Carroll who's from Tulane. So, so they've got good running backs. Uh, they're going to play better defense. Take care of the ball and don't beat yourself. I think that's what Graham Mercer is going to have to be. Look, he started 36 games as a college player. So it's not going to be too big for him. He's played at Ohio State. He's played all over. So, so going any, no matter where he plays, it's not going to be something he hasn't seen before. Take care of the ball. Don't, don't get yourself beat. I think that's the real key for Graham Mertz, and I'm hoping yeah, we haven't seen him, but I'm guessing and hoping that's kind of what he'll be. All right, so Georgia is going to be everyone's favorite for uh, the East. Who's number two? Yeah, yeah. In the East, I think Tennessee will be two. Tennessee's pretty good. Uh, they've done a really good job there. I think they play at a level that uh, they play with a with a with a speed offensively, speed and how fast they play. Josh Heupel knew what he was doing. They play fast. They play differently than you can defend or you can practice against. They'll be second. Then it's interesting. Some people still will vote Florida third because of the logo. Some people will vote Kentucky third because they've they've become upwardly mobile. And they have Devin Leary now from NC State. Um, Some people really like what South Carolina's doing. Spencer Rattler's back. Shane Beamer's a a likable guy. So I think it's Georgia-Tennessee than anybody's guess. My guess is you'll see Georgia-Tennessee... Kentucky, South Carolina, and Florida. I'm guessing Florida will be fifth, which is lower than they've ever been picked here.
5: We're talking to Frank Frangie from 1010XL in uh, Jacksonville. So you've been coming to these SEC Media Days a long time. We've had Tony Bonhart on, Mr. College Football, yesterday. His first one was 1989.
4: I presume it was you and him. I was here in '88, and I tell everybody that, including Tony, that I beat him here. So I've been here. I've been here since 1980, but, I, but I've missed a couple along the way. I don't think he has. They started in '85, and I was, and I started covering college football. I was a high school writer until '88, when I got to start covering college, and ever since I've been covering college athletics. Yeah, so '88 was my first one. I've missed one or two, but not very many. I've been to just about all of them since 1988. Do you think it drags out? I, We'll try a different way. You think it expands to five days next year when we're in Dallas with Texas and Oklahoma? I don't think so. Four days is a long time. Five days is a long. You know I th- what we do now is three, four, four, three. Now you'll have four days of four teams. So I think you can add a fourth team the first day and a fourth team the fourth day. I can't imagine they want you here five days. I I, I would imagine it'll be it'll be again. There's three teams the first day. Four the second, four to third, and then three teams the, third day, the fourth day. I would imagine you'll have four teams all four days. I can't imagine they do it any differently. And for those who don't know, maybe probably in my audience don't, uh,
5: Frank is a huge Pirates fan. We'll get to Paul Skeens here in a minute. But I don't know if you saw, you know, usually SEC media days is in the smack dab in July when nothing else is going on. Nothing. Because it's always the week after the Major League All-Star game. Next year, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the same week as SEC Media Days. Do you already have your tickets?
4: Well, <laughs> I don't yet, but I will tell you that many years the All-Star Game is the same week. Oh, okay. Many years. Oh. It just doesn't happen to be in the same town, but right. but, but many years it's been okay. many years that it's been the same week. So um so yeah so in fact up until the last couple years it's always been that way. So, no, but I'm going to get them. okay? I will be at media days, and I will find my way into that game. I can promise you that. I'm, you're right. I'm a diehard baseball fan, and as you know, a diehard Pirates fan. And the, the Pirates took Paul Skeens,
5: the, the pitcher out of LSU. You want Wyatt Langford because you're a Florida homer, but I
4: think they got a good one. I will tell you this. I, Skeens was the pick. Sure. There was a side of me that wanted Langford because I wanted – I'm a Gator fan and a Pirates fan, and I wanted to watch my college guy play for my pro team, but Skeens was the pick. I'll tell you this. I'll bet you he pitches in the big leagues next year. Yeah. I think – would not be surprised to see them give him a taste of it even this year, but I'll bet he pitches in the big leagues next year. And, I, and I mean, I'm not saying he'll be in the rotation uh, out of spring training, but he's big, he's, he's smart, his preparation is off the chart, he knows how to prepare, he knows he knows what to do. Uh, he's probably – you worry about a pitcher blowing his arm. I mean, elbow injuries are – but he's a guy that is prepares so hard and knows what he's doing. That I'll bet you, Dave, he is pitching for the Pittsburgh Pirates at PNC Park by next June. I would, I'll go as far as say I would be surprised if he's not. All right, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you
5: about the Jaguars. You know, when I was back there in Jacksonville, it was Brunel, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell, uh, Donovan Darius. Now it's Trevor Lawrence and company. What was that playoff game like? Because I'm certainly, I went back and listened to your call, and it got louder and louder and more excitable
4: uh, as. Uh, Has the Jaguars completed that comeback over the Chargers? I I will tell you, the off-season excitement is probably um, at a higher level than it's been any time since those days you were there. I I can tell you, you know, we were good in 17, won the division, probably one game, one play from the Super Bowl. Well, they were good when Garrard was the the thing, but they had to deal with the Steelers and the Patriots. Right, right. But but 17, they were an eyelash from the Super Bowl and uh and but it didn't feel sustainable they had guys that the culture wasn't right you just didn't feel like it was heading in the right direction doug marone's a good guy was a good coach but the mix of players wasn't great this one's sustainable trevor lawrence is just getting started doug peterson's a really good coach who's built a culture he's rebuilt the culture there Uh, there's a lot of young players they've got most of them signed for the long haul it looks like this could ha- this could be the way they are for a long time. Now, listen, everybody thinks that. But in the NFL, I always tell you, c- quarterback and D-line, in the NFL quarterback and coach, I think they've got that. Think about this, Dave. The teams that have figured out quarterback and coach, the Patriots with, obviously, Brady and Belichick, uh, the Saints with Breeze and Sean Payton, uh, the- the Dungy and Peyton Manning, when you figure out quarterback and coach together, you're good for a long time and not just here, not just you you're good for a long time and i think they've gotten that i think they're uh, barring something f- unforeseen they will be one of the better teams for the next four five ten years now uh, something unforeseen and one of the better teams doesn't mean you ever get there sure. the afc is brutal man <laughs> i mean it they, they <laughs> is a brutal conference try to tell me which quarterback doesn't make the playoff <laughs> correct it, it's a brutal conference but it's nice to be one of those yes. not on the outside looking in right. so uh They've got a chance to be pretty good as the years move on. He's Frank Frangie, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars, an afternoon show host on
5: 1010XL in Jacksonville. Always great catching up with you, Frank. Thanks so much for everything. We'll talk to you again soon.
4: Okay, Dave. Thanks for having me.
2: Martinis 2023, Lafayette's absolute best martini competition and teeny tour to benefit Healing House Hope for Grieving Children is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of an entree on their featured Teeny Tuesday menu. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fizo's, Mercy Kitchen, Chop's Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase a Martinis a la Maison package and receive two hand-painted martini glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist, Candace Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Tsunami Downtown to try their absolute Sailor Moon Martini. Martini's 2023, presented by Town Square Media, Moss Motors, Bourbon Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and DeLome Funeral Home.
8: School on! Stay
2: on!
0: Back to School is on, and Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet save on notebooks save on headphones and laptops save on pens markers and all the essentials and right now at staples save up to 60 percent on select notebooks markers and more school on save on at staples where school savings are always in session and 729 prices may vary
7: in store and online Get
0: in zone, AutoZone.
7: welcome to auto zone what are you working on today i'm looking for fuel injector cleaner Right now, buy a bottle of Chevron Techron Complete Fuel System Cleaner and get one free. Only at AutoZone.
10: Will it also help with my mileage? Get everything you need to restore your performance and MPGs. Get in MPG's. Oh. Wait, is it good for trucks too? Whatever vehicle you have, you can find the
1: right products and parts at AutoZone. Get in zone. AutoZone.
0: Restrictions apply. Do you have heart failure and often hear, those stomach issues ruined your birthday? You're too tired to play catch, grandpa? Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, Talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
2: Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org.
0: If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want you some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. One zero three
5: three, the goat. On a Thursday afternoon sports chat at SEC Media Days twenty twenty three, powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Anderson Insurance and Division of Hub International. We're here with South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler. Again, I'm talking to all the guys. This seems to be the uh, the SEC Media Days seems to be the uh, NBA playoff version for college athletes. You guys are stood out. What I mean, you got the suit, you got the rattlesnake. Diamond necklace and the white sneakers. Are you wearing Converse? Uh, these, are, these are Dior Converse. Oh, <laughs> Dior Converse. All right, that's a high-end Converse. Uh, who picked out the, the outfit because it looks sharp?
10: Um, you know, shout-out to BP Skinner. Uh, he runs a suit, suit shop down in uh, Columbia, and uh, we did a lot of good stuff last year. Um, he definitely hooked me up. All right. Talk to us
5: about, I mean, you've had quite the ride in college football. Highly recruited. Oklahoma worked out for a little bit and then didn't work out, and now you found yourself at South Carolina. What has this experience been like?
10: It's been great. You know, getting here to South Carolina has been nothing but a blessing. You know, obviously thankful to Coach Beamer and the fan base and everybody that made this happen. Um, Just happy to be here. Had a great first year, ready to stack on it and have even a better second year. How long does it take to learn a new offense? Uh, It takes a little time, but... Once you uh, put it together, you feel all comfortable. Uh, It just takes reps and repetitions. That's all it takes.
5: Well, we saw Kirk Cousins having issues, and he's a 10-year pro, right? You've been playing a while, but not nearly as long as he has. So, you know, how long does it take to you go from
10: thinking about it to reacting? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I feel like it's different for everybody. (laughs) Quarterbacks have different strengths, learn differently, uh, react differently, like you said. But uh, I think throughout camp and throughout repetitions and doing it and seeing it, and messing up a few times, you're good. So he's got his offense, and but he wants to play to
5: your strengths. So where do you come in saying, I'd be really good at that, I'd be really good at that, maybe we don't
10: do this? Yeah, no, Coach Dow, he uh, loves input from me. Uh, that's why I respect him so much. He loves to listen. Um, we definitely work off each other and... His offense, I'm comfortable with. And then if there isn't something, hey, we'll speak about it. But it doesn't mean we're going to totally can it. You know, we're going to work it out, not just for my strengths, but everybody's strengths. So I think that's a positive thing about Dow, and he's a great coach. We're here with Spencer Rattler, South
5: Carolina quarterback, on the Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 they go. All right, one play that I despise, but you have to use it, though. I refer to it as the pick six throw. It's the near hash to the far sideline. And you got to be real sure that that, that D-back is not – Biting on that But you need it To loosen up How 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 nervous are you Trying to make that throw It, it, it doesn't matter If it's you Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers That is a pick six throw
10: No yeah It's definitely You want to kind of Limit those uh, If you can But if you can If you can fit it in there We had some last year We fit in there somehow But uh, well, That place to set up The next play Is the goal route Exactly But no Something I saw A, a big percentage Of my interceptions Last year Which I had Way too many than I ever wanted, and we'll definitely limit those this year um, they were mainly to the left from from like the right middle right hash so that's something I've been working on definitely seeing it on tape and something we'll, we'll talk about so is that something you need to look to the left first as a, as a right hander you're looking to the right automatically? I think it's just you know repetitions getting your mechanics correct and just firing the ball you know nothing nothing too specific about it.
5: I'll admit it. I'm, I'm impressed. Shane Beamer's done a good job. I think he's done a great job. I thought he got the job because of his last name,
10: but what has he brought to South Carolina? He's brought a lot. He's brought just a great culture. Uh, he's a great leader. Um, you know, obviously a great coach, and um, you know he's got our team headed in the right direction. All right, Other than the interceptions, what were you thinking you were good at when you came into college, and what do you think you've improved on since? i um, have always been a great thrower of the ball, very accurate. Um, something I want to improve on is running the ball a little more. Uh, that's. I feel like my body's. Better than ever right now, two hundred fifteen pounds, feeling strong, feeling feeling quick. Um, but, yeah, you know, definitely want to improve in all areas. But I feel like I've always been a great thrower and super confident in that.
5: All right. Couple, one more serious question. They put out the top 20 senior quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There is a long list of guys that are, I was looking at it from the senior bowl yeah. perspective. But you're on that list, obviously. You see that kind of competition. And, you know, senior Bowls out there. Getting drafted is out there. How do you judge yourself versus that list?
10: And that didn't even include the top two guys who are Carolina and, and USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really look at lists. Um, you try, try your best not to look at them. Because um, at the end of the day, you know the play is going to determine everything. Uh, preseason list doesn't mean anything, and um, you know I've seen that personally. So a preseason list doesn't mean anything, and you got to play to to earn your spot.
5: Well, Joe Burrow would be a great example of that. All right, one more off the field question. Last night there was media karaoke. I missed it. Would have done a little yacht rock. What's your go to karaoke song?
10: You know I really don't do karaoke. Uh, yeah, but but you <laughs> sing. You know you sing, and you also probably think you're a good singer. So what would what would you be singing? Uh. Probably something R&B, something older, probably like a Michael Jackson song or something. Got me working, working day and I don't know. Something, something, something. <laughs> don't stop till you get enough. Don't stop till you get enough. That's right.
5: All right. He is Spencer Rattler, quarterback, South Carolina, on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3. They go. Best of luck this year. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you.
8: Shout out to Dave Schultz with all those interviews on um, from SEC Media Days. It was a great week this week thank you to everybody for tuning in next week will be something about media days uh, i'll be here all next week except next friday because i'm going to austin texas because my podcast got contracted to do a live show in Austin, Texas. So we'll be out there for that. But other than that, make sure you tune in Monday to Inside the Huddle. Blaze, myself, and Nick Sheremy will be there. Oh, Blaze also won't be here on Friday. So Friday will be just Nick. But Blaze, myself, Nick Sheremy on Inside the Huddle. And then in the afternoon, Dave will be back. Me and Dave Schultz before he goes to... Uh, Sunbelt Media Days. I want to thank Little Ranch filling in for me today. Oh, Only yeah. had to talk for two hours. Yeah, it wasn't no, too bad. It wasn't
10: bad. It was Not a great bad. experience.
8: Though. Not bad at all. Exactly. Yeah. Get to see what old Lynn does in the radio station. But that's pretty much. Oh, real quick. Should people go and see Oppenheimer? We saw it last night. Yeah, we saw it last night. It was Look, great. Oh, that was it, it great. It was fire. It's, it's, it's probably one of Nolan's best. Look, I understand some people might not like talking movies. Yeah. They did talk the whole time. Granted, it's an acquired taste. But it was great, man. Fire. The entire time, they ha- held me on the edge of my seat. The thrilling moments. The twist. There was oh, a twist? Yeah. Was I didn't me. think you could do a twist in a biopic. Especially now with just people talking. Twist. It was awesome. Um, I'm trying to see, are you going to see Barbie this weekend? Probably. With Dan, I'm going to see Mission Impossible. I know you're going to see Mission yeah. Impossible. Like, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy, but I mean, I <laughs> watch Top Gun, but like outside of that, I don't watch a lot Mission of Mission Impossible Cruise. great, great action film, but make sure y'all go see Oppenheimer. Make sure y'all go see Mission Impossible, maybe Barbie, maybe Indiana Jones. Dave got mad at me because he was like do you not want to see Indiana Jones? I was like, no, nah, Indiana Jones wasn't really my generation. Uh, yeah, I never, I never watched and Indiana Jones. And then he goes, but Oppenheimer was your generation. I was like, what are you talking about, Dave? Yeah. I'm not talking about the the, the material being yeah. my generation. I'm talking about when it came out. Yeah. Oppenheimer's from the director in my generation, whereas yeah. Indiana Jones is some 80s. It's an old some story. Some 80s adventure film. I'm sorry your nostalgia for it, yeah. but just glad you you agree. All
5: right, right, let's. that's the end of the show. We'll talk to you on Monday until then. Peace. Okay, team, lines already around the block, and we're open in 10. Yesterday, we had three-hour wait time. Chef
1: Pierre's staff is a little under-seasoned.
7: not boiling yet? An
1: experienced sous-chef is the missing ingredient in his kitchen. What do you mean, plate or a bowl? You work at La Pasta in La Cop. Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
5: I need Indeed.
1: Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over six billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong.
2: My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting Starlight.org today.
0: It just isn't the same without the lion. Join the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance today. Visit SDZWA.org. 1033 the goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277DQ Lafayette, 1420KPEL Lafayette.
2: I'll name drop. Snoop Dogg said that.
5: Weekdays from 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Yeah!
4: on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Da,
2: da, 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 da. FS1. Yeah one on your television
5: go to foxsports.com for details f s one